0: Welcome to The Little Sleep Show, a podcast about helping your children and family get the sleep you need, hosted by Laura Meyercourt. Hello, and welcome to The Little Sleep Show. I'm Laura, and I'm a holistic infant and child sleep consultant living and working on the south side of Chicago. As I record this podcast today, it's snowing so beautifully outside my window. It is February when I'm recording. And I'm really excited because I'm actually taking a trip to L.A. tomorrow, just for the weekend. One of my best friends, Shadi, lives in L.A. He actually moved there from Pittsburgh. And so this is my first visit to go see him there. And I cannot wait because I really need some sunshine. It has been a very dark couple months here in Chicago and I definitely feel the effects. Now I do take care of myself with that. I do take vitamin D and I try to get sunshine and get out as much as I can during the day, but there's only so much you can do when you live in the northern hemisphere and it's winter time. So, I'm actually hoping when I'm in LA to have a conversation with my friend Shaddy because he actually studies mindfulness. That's what he went to LA to do. Shaddy's a social worker and he's gotten into the field of studying the effects of mindfulness. And so mindfulness is something that I've spoken about already and that I plan to speak about a lot on my podcast because I think it's a really important element of taking care of ourselves and also working that into the parenting choices that we make. So I'm hoping to have a conversation with Shadi all about mindfulness while I'm there. So stay tuned for that. This week, I'm actually going to be talking about co-sleeping bed sharing, and room sharing. And I'll tell you the difference between all of those. And I actually had a little conversation with a listener and she talked about how she co-slept with her baby and worried about that it was affecting his potential to be a good sleeper in the future. So I told her I was gonna do an episode on co-sleeping. And this is a common thing that I hear from parents when they, just in conversation with me or when we're beginning to work together is they Worry that bringing their child into their bed is harming their child's potential to be a good sleeper or to be an independent sleeper. And I like to dispel that myth for them right away. I always tell families that whatever works for you and your family is what you should be doing. And down the road, when it stops working for you, then you can make some choices and decide what the next steps will be. So co-sleeping to me is... Any combination of bed sharing or sleeping in the same room, which is room sharing. Bed sharing is strictly having your child sleep in the bed with you. And room sharing is strictly having your child sleep on another surface in the room with you. Three different things, all very similar. But there are some differences. So the American Academy of Pediatrics has their own recommendations for safety. And they they do differ from a lot of breastfeeding support Organizations such as La Leche League, which I will talk about in a few minutes. So, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that parents do room share with their baby for at least six months and ideally up to 12 months. And their reasoning behind this is they've done research and they've found that this can dramatically reduce the risk of SIDS or sudden infant death syndrome. And the reasoning behind that is simply because when your child is sleeping in the room with you, you're much more aware of every little noise and movement that they're making for better or for worse. And this can help prevent if a child is struggling, you can definitely hear your child much easier if they're in the room with you. So that's the reasoning behind that. Now they also do not recommend sleeping on the same surface as your child. They recommend if you are breastfeeding that you feed and return your child to their own surface to sleep. La Leche League on the other hand they're a non-government, non-profit organization that organize advocacy, education, and training related to breastfeeding. And they are present in about 89 countries. They are mother-to-mother promoters of breastfeeding and supporters of breastfeeding. So La Leche League has their own guidelines that they like to share. So they promote bed sharing under four months with moms who nurse their babies only. So the reasoning behind that is that the position of a mother when breastfeeding, which is they call the cuddle curl, is when a mom is laying facing her baby with her knees curled up and her arm either under the pillow or around the baby. And that's a natural breastfeeding position if you're laying in bed with your child. The the reason that is a safe position is because basically your knees and your arm will prevent you from rolling over onto your baby. And it also prevents anyone else from getting close to your baby because your knees will protect your baby. Also, the reasoning behind this is a breastfed baby, the Leche League has found, will instinctively stay with their face near the breast just because this is the center of their universe and it's their source of food and it's their favorite place to be. It's the most comforting place for, for a child or for a baby who's nursing is at their mother's breast. That also keeps them safe because they'll be near the breast and they're protected by the mom's knees and by the mom's arm. So a mother who hasn't ever breastfed will lose some of the natural protections, which is why La Leche League, they promote it for under four months only with moms who breastfeed. So babies tend to end up closer to the head for their own reasons and because of the mother's positioning if a mother isn't breastfeeding. And ending up there is closer to the pillows and the pillows can become a hazard. And I'll talk about safe surfaces in a little while. There's also just a sense when the mom and the baby are breastfeeding, they're just that much more connected and the mom can sense their baby and the baby can sense the mom just that much more. So that's another layer of protection for breastfeeding moms that are bed sharing. And then La Leche League says by four months, any responsible non-smoking adult can bed share as safely as a breastfeeding mom. So once the baby's four months, you can go ahead bed share even if you're not exclusively breastfeeding as long as you follow their safety precautions. So the seven elements of safe bed sharing are no smoking. And the reasoning behind this is just for the safety of the infant's health. So This includes secondhand smoke, so even if your partner smokes or even if you smoke and you smoke away from your baby, if there's any chance of transfer or secondhand smoke to the baby, then it's not safe to bed share. Any parents or partners that are sleeping in the bed with your child should be sober. So that means no alcohol, no medications that can cause drowsiness, no sedatives, even something like NyQuil. Can really dramatically reduce your ability to be responsive and to sense your child in the bed with you. So it's very dangerous to sleep with a child in your bed when one or both partners are not sober completely. Nursing mother is another one of the seven elements of safe bed sharing. And as I said earlier, it just makes you that much more connected and aware to your baby and also the positioning. Healthy full term baby is important. Babies should always be put to bed on their back in bed with you. Again, this is for SIDS purposes so that they're able to breathe freely and easily. They should be lightly dressed, so recommend again swaddling if you're going to be bed sharing just so your baby does not get overheated. Now, important thing to keep in mind is the surface that you're all sleeping on. So the surface should be firm, no soft mattresses, no pillow toppers, none of that for your bed. A very firm mattress is the safest surface for a child to sleep on. No extra pillows or soft puffy comforters. Any blankets that you use should be pretty um, thin, like a quilt type blanket would be much better than a comforter. Make sure that the area is clear of any cords or strings or scarves. And if you have long hair, you should tie it back or braid it. Anything that could wrap around the baby in any way is a danger. You want to make sure you pack the gaps between the headboard and between the side of the bed and the wall with rolled towels or blankets or pillows so that your baby can't get stuck in any of these places if they do roll away. You want to make sure you cover the baby but not the head. So make sure any covers are well away from the head of your baby. And definitely no falling asleep on recliners or sofas. This can be a big danger with SIDS and with um, suffocation. So my own recommendation for bed sharing is that both partners should be in agreement about the bed sharing arrangement. It's really important that both partners are on board. Both partners should be aware of the baby in the bed. So if your partner is asleep and you're bringing the baby in the bed, you wanna make sure that you're actually facing with your back to your partner and that you're curled around your baby on the other side of them. Because if you are putting a baby in the bed with someone who's already asleep and they don't know there's a baby in there, if they roll over, they don't have that awareness in their mind that your baby's in the bed with them. And that's a danger. That's a big danger. Both partners should be aware of the baby in the bed before going to sleep. Talking about room sharing, safe surfaces for co-sleeping and room sharing include the bedside co-sleepers. That you've seen they're kind of like a little crib with one side missing that you can butt up against the side of your bed so your baby has their own surface to sleep on but they're right next to you and i really like these because the baby can still be really close to you and for parents who are nervous about bed sharing with their child they can still get that closeness without having to worry about potentially rolling onto their baby A bassinet with no blankets, no bumpers, no stuffed animals in it. So it should be just a firm surface. You can have a sheet on there, but that's it. And if you're worried about keeping your child warm enough, if your child is dressed in a t-shirt or pajamas and a swaddle or any kind of a sleep sack, that will keep them warm enough and you don't need to put blankets on your baby. It's just for your peace of mind, keep blankets out of the crib and bassinet. Just in case, I always tell families, it's just the safest choice to make. And they make plenty of safe sleep outfits that you can put a little baby in that you don't have to put blankets on your baby. You can also just use your baby's crib that you will have them eventually sleeping in their own room and move that crib into your bed, bedroom for the time being so that they're able to sleep in a safe surface, but they're also sleeping in the room with you so you can keep a closer eye on them. So those are some of the options. And when a family comes to me and asks me about what my opinion is about co-sleeping, I really ask them a lot of questions. I ask them how comfortable they are with having their baby in their bed or in the room with them. You know, I really want to get their thoughts on it. Because if a family is really feeling like they'd rather have the baby in their own room, then I encourage them to do that. I You know, I've worked with families that have moved a baby to their own room as early as three or four months, and then it's worked out just fine. I can't technically endorse that because it's not the American Academy of Pediatrics recommendations, but I give families all the information that I have on the topic and let them make their own informed decision, just like I do with every other choice I give families. I don't have a specific recommendation. Now, my thoughts on Does co-sleeping or bed sharing, is that going to affect my child's ability to be an quote-unquote independent sleeper or to learn how to self-soothe? And the answer to that is definitely not. There really is not such a thing as an independent sleeper. Sleep is a part of development, and our children are going to go through many different developmental phases. The way they sleep is going to be affected by those developmental phases, So at different points in your child's development, they're going to need more attention, interaction, and encouragement from you to sleep than they would at other times. And as far as self-soothing, I always tell families that a child who is securely attached to their parent, meaning when they call out for their parent or when they're distressed and their parent responds to them, they feel a secure attachment with the parent. And children who feel that way, those are the children that are going to be able to self-soothe better. When a child is anxious about a parent attending to them, it makes it harder for them to settle. And we know from our own experience, if we are anxious, it's that much harder to go to sleep. The way I recommend families... Transition from any kind of co sleeping when they're ready, because a lot of families will come to me when they want to make this transition. And I always do it in a very gentle way. Some of the ways you can do this with your own child is to start with moving the crib that will be in your child's room into your bedroom and having them sleep in their own crib in your room for a while. Or if your baby's already in their own sleep surface, such as a bassinet or crib, you can move that into their own room. So you could move the bassinet into your baby's room and let them sleep in there for a few nights and see how they do. I also recommend if you are transitioning straight from bed sharing to your child's own crib, you can start with laying your child in the crib for the first nap of the day, because the first nap of the day, that's the first nap to kind of click into place and um, that nap tends to be the, the one that I will have parents sort of experiment with different things at because the child just tends to be a little more calm and they're definitely not starting out that nap of the day overtired or most likely not. So you can usually get away with trying things at the first nap of the day that you wouldn't be able to at the second or third nap. I always recommend parents start with trying that first nap in the crib And seeing how their child responds. And if your child hates it, you can always stay in the room with them and hold them in there, but getting them used to being in that room. Now, part of that is also room acclimation, which I talked about in my last podcast. And room acclimation is getting your child used to being happy and creating positive emotions and memories in their own room and in their own bed as well. So, playing with the child in the room during the day, incorporating your child's bed or crib into play. So maybe putting them in their crib and playing peekaboo with them or playing with stuffed animals, doing some role play can help children who are transitioning. You can also transition with older children by using either a mattress on the floor in your room or a mattress on the floor in their room. Now you can choose which of these you want to do. The mattress on the floor in your room might be a little bit of a longer transition, but it's, again, it's up to each individual family. And then when your child feels comfortable sleeping on the mattress on the floor and you feel comfortable with it, you move it a little bit farther away from the bed and then you move it across the room and then you move it towards your child's room so that it's a very gentle transition, but you're still supporting your child through the whole transition. You can alternatively choose to do this in your child's room where you and your child sleep on a mattress in their room for several nights, and then you move it closer to your child's bed with all of you in there, and then you move your child to the bed with you on the mattress, and so on. So there's many different ways that you can gently transition from co-sleeping or room sharing or bed sharing with your child. So it doesn't need to be a black and white issue. There's room for very gentle, supported transitions here. If you are currently bed sharing, or co-sleeping, or any combination, please do not worry that your child will not be a good sleeper or an independent sleeper. You're following your instincts of the way you want to take care of your child and attend to your child. This is only going to benefit you and your child in the long run. I have worked with parents who go against what their instincts tell them that they want to do with parenting, And I know the anguish that parents feel when they go against their own intuition and feelings about how they want to parent. So I really encourage you to make your own informed choices on this. But if you are going to bed share, please, please do it safely. Follow the safety recommendations from La Leche League or from the American Academy of Pediatrics just for your own peace of mind. Because Unfortunately, accidents do happen with children, and that's why co sleeping can sometimes have a bad rap, but it does not need to be. It can be a very safe, just a great bonding experience with your child and a time that you won't ever be able to get back again. So, if you feel like this is the choice you want to make with your family, first of all, talk to your partner about it and then research the safe ways that you can incorporate this into your family. Next week, on the Little Sleep Show, I'm going to be talking about the power of play and how we can use play to help to encourage better sleep and better connection with our child. So this week's reflection is just to think about if you are considering co-sleeping, bed sharing, or room sharing with your child, think about how you really feel about it. Kind of try to tune out all the noise of what your friends are saying and your family is saying, and tune into how you feel, and also have the conversation with your partner about how they feel, and really just do what is best for you and for your family. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I've really enjoyed giving you all the information that I have about co sleeping and helping you make an informed choice for your family. As I said in my first episode, my mission is really to spread the word about sleep education as much as I possibly can. So if you find yourself enjoying The Little Sleep Show, I ask that you would share it with your parent friends, or you can also go and give me a rating and some comments on iTunes. That would be so helpful. I hope the rest of your day and week goes great. And remember to be kind to yourself because we're all just doing the best we can. Bye. We'll be back next Tuesday with a brand new episode. Until then, follow us on Instagram and Facebook for tips on sleep and a whole lot more. See you next week.